This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show, which is brought to you by the No Nay Never podcast. I am your host, Natalie Bromley, and joining me as ever is the headliner of the preview show, Dave Statman, Dave Roberts. Dave, welcome back. Thank you very much. Good to be back again for our uh, second show. Hopefully uh, we can get some more interesting tidbits for people to look at again this week. I do not doubt it. And this week we're looking at Wolves Away, which is our next game. So either, well, actually, it depends when you're going to be listening to this, but it's Sunday this week. We are uh, we're a day late because of Wolves European adventures. Um, so let's not waste any time. Let's get straight into this. Now, Dave, I believe you have an apology before we get cracking on the preview. I do, yes. Uh, last week we did the uh, Arsenal preview, which uh, our listeners may have uh, tuned in for. Um, although we do focus on the away matches, I mistakenly said that Burnley had never taken a point off Arsenal in the Premier League era. Although at the time of recording, we'd suffered 10 consecutive defeats home and away. Uh, that's now risen to 11 with last week's match. Uh, there was an FA Cup defeat in between and we did take a well-earned point in a 1-1 draw in our first ever Premier League meeting. That was at Turf Moor in December 2009. So, yes, just a slight apology there with uh, with last week. But we uh, we have a dreadful record at Arsenal and it didn't improve on Saturday, unfortunately. No, it really didn't. Um, well, that's good. You know, I always feel like it's good to clarify these things, Dave. So thanks for, for putting us straight with that one. Um, we also have a small matter of a quiz question to answer. We did have some people tweet us at our Twitter handle, no, nay, never. Um, and the question that we asked was, who was the first player to score a goal for Burnley at the Emirates Stadium? Dave, what was the answer to that question? Uh, the answer was a, a player who scored quite a lot of goals against Burnley, but also played for us. That was uh, David Nugent. Um, he scored Burnley's only goal. That was a, an equaliser. He brought it back to 1-1, um, but we went on to lose the game 3-1. That was a, a Premier League defeat in March 2010. So that was the um, Owen Coyle slash Brian Laws season. And uh, again, we had a, 
a 3-1 defeat at the Emirates, but David Nugent was the uh, goal scorer and the first ever Burnley player to score at the Emirates. Excellent. So well done to everybody who tweeted us with the correct answer. Um, there are no prizes, I'm afraid. We, you know, this, this isn't. There's no trophy here. It's just personal pride and just that knowledge to get you through the week that you guessed Statman Dave's question of the week. So let's move on to this week's game. And it is, of course, Wolverhampton Wanderers away, Sunday the 25th of August at a 4.30pm kickoff. Dave, who are Wolves? Uh, well, Wolves were first uh, founded as a team called St Luke's in, way back in 1877. Uh, their current team name was first used a couple of years after that in August 1879. Um, and along with Burnley, they were one of the 12 founder members of the Football League in 1888. Do they have any nicknames? Uh, yeah, um, they're known as either Wolves or Wanderers, not surprisingly. I've not been able to find any other interesting nicknames for them, so we're going to have to stick with uh, with one of those two, I'm afraid. That's OK. They're, they're quite easy to remember. Um, what about their ground? What, where do they play? What's their capacity? Uh, well, originally they played at Dudley Road for their first ever season in the Football League, way back in 1888-89. Uh, Dudley Road was their ground. Uh, but they only played for one season there in the Football League uh, before relocating to the Molyneux grounds in 1889. Um, they've played their home games there ever since, and it's now known as the Molyneux Stadium, or just Molyneux for short. Uh, the capacity is 32,050, and Burnley's allocation was announced as 1,779 for this match. Uh, the game's obviously now being played on the Sunday due to their um, Europa League qualification. And I think there was an announcement about tickets. The tickets had actually gone off sale um, as of uh, Wednesday lunchtime and there was no pay on the day, although I know in the past that has uh, that has changed. Yeah, so I expected it to be a popular one. It's a great ground, is it? It's Wolves away. It's a good away day. Um, moving on to the team then and, and the actual action on the pitch. Who's their all-time leading goalscorer? Uh, again, it's a name that um, many listeners may recognise. Uh, Steve Bull is their all-time uh, record goal scorer. Um, he scored an amazing 306 goals for Wolves in 561 appearances. But interestingly, he only ever scored three goals for Wolves against Burnley. Um, their top scorer against us is Harry Wood. Um, he was a centre-forward in the 1890s and he scored nine goals in matches against Burnley. Uh, that's home and away. Um, and that's more than any other Wolves player in the entire history of the games between the two teams. Goodness. What about the heaviest Burnley defeat? Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, going back quite a way for this one as well. Uh, 7th of December, 1889. Uh, it was a very dark day for Burnley's defence. Um, it was the second season of the Football League, and Burnley suffered a heavy 9-1 defeat. Um, Wolves. What's interesting, though, is the Wolves players actually scored all 10 goals. Um, one of their players, Fletcher, <laughs> Fletcher really? yeah, one of their players, Fletcher, put through his own net after 15 minutes to bring the scores level at one-one. Um, but it was all downhill after that, and finished up nine-one to uh, to Wolves on the day. <laughs> wow, that's a classic Burnley idea if we've ever seen one. Um, what about Burnley's biggest win? Do we have one? Uh, well, yeah, I suppose if, if you have to look at it for for wins, there's only been three um, that have been by two clear goals. Uh, two of those were in second division matches prior to World War Two, so we'll mention the more recent one. That was a 2-0 win, uh, a first division match in September 1973. Frank Casper and Jeff Nolte were the Burnley goal scorers on that occasion. 
Excellent. Now, what about Burnley's last win? When did when did we uh, when did we last take glory from Molyneux? Uh, a little bit more recent than some of the teams we'll, we'll be playing this season. Uh, Sean Dyche's first season as Burnley manager. In fact, uh, we picked up a two-one win at Molyneux. That was in April 2013. Uh, Danny Ings and Martin Patterson gave Burnley a two-nil lead, but Michael Duff was then sent off in the 65th minute uh, for picking up his second yellow card of the match. Uh, we managed to hang on uh, with ten men. Wolves did score a goal in the 88th minute from uh, Nua Dicko, uh, but Burnley picked up uh, all three points. But you have to go back 46 years, or almost 46 years, way back to September 1973 for the match we've just mentioned before, for Burnley's last top flight away win at Wolves. Uh, and again, that was uh, a 2-0 scoreline. So that's uh, maybe the benchmark for Sunday. Excellent. I was at that game in, in 2013. I do remember it well. I thought you were going to say the other um, one in September 1973. That'd been impressive. Uh, no, I, I most definitely was not alive in 1973. Um, what about last season? What, what happened there? Um, yeah, we played them fairly early on in the season again. They'd, they'd just been promoted. Um, we played in a match that was broadcast by Sky Sports. Um, interestingly, it was actually the 100th time that Sky Sports had broadcast a live Burnley match. Um, but we did uh, suffer defeat that day. Raul Jimenez scored the only goal uh, just after the hour mark uh, to earn a 1-0 win for Wolves, um, and they took all three points that day. So tell us a little bit about their manager. Who is Sean Dyche going to be up again this week? Uh, well, originated from Portugal, it's uh, 45-year-old Nuno Espirito Santo. Um, he's just begun his third season in charge at Wolves. Um, he's already led them to a promotion for the Championship in 2017-18, followed by a very creditable seven-place finish in the Premier League last season and also entry into the Europa League qualification round, which they are playing Torino this uh, Thursday, actually. Uh, by the time this goes out, we uh, may know what that score is. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Wolves manager, actually. I think he's a thoroughly likeable chap and he's obviously done a very good job there. I was interested to see, Dave, his comments this week about the... Um, effect that VAR is having on atmospheric grounds and how we have to do something about letting fans celebrate goals. I'm going to be keeping an eye on that one because I think that's a one to watch. Um, what about head-to-head stats then, Dave? What can we? Uh, what's happened recently? Well, in terms of total numbers uh, for away games against Wolves, we've played 64 matches down there. Uh, we've only won 12, drawn 10 and lost 42. And when we look at top flight matches only... Um, that's slightly worse. We've played 38, um, only six wins, eight draws and 24 defeats. So it's, uh, again, a, a tough ask to get a, a result at Wolves. So we have we have managed um, a few of those. I, I have seen a win at Wolves. We won on a Friday night uh, under Steve Cottrell. Uh, that was a 1-0 one nil, one nil in in the match. That's going back to uh, 2005. Um, that was a, a, Gareth, a Gareth O'Connor scored the only goal. Burnley were played off the park that day. I don't know how we managed to win, but we somehow managed to get a 1-0 win that day. And we have had a couple of wins since then as well. We had a, a 3-2 win under Owen Coyle in December 2007. And then the more recent one we've uh, already spoken about, which was with Sean Dyche as manager in April 2013. Was that that game that Gareth O'Connor played in where he got knocked unconscious? 
was it a televised game? I seem to remember a game, and I'm sure it was against Wolves, where he went up with another opposition player to head the ball and literally was he was unconscious before he hit the ground. I'm sure that was Wolves. Maybe somebody will be able to enlighten me. Um, players who've played for both, Dave. Um, you know, there's quite a lot who've played for, for Burnley and for Wolves. We can't list them all, but some selected names uh, that uh, people will recognise. Um, Adi Akinbae, Paul Cook, Roger Eli, Ray Hankin. Uh, more recently, David Jones, Michael Kitely. Uh, going back a little bit further, Steve Kinden. Uh, Kevin McDonald also played for uh, for both teams. John Pender, Jason Shackle, Dave Thomas. And uh, again, two more recent ones, Sam Vokes and Stephen Ward were also Wolves players as well. Oh, I do like it when we manage to mention Sam Vokes on the podcast. It does fill my little heart with joy. Um, finally, who's the man in the middle? Give us the details of this weekend's referee. Uh, yeah, that was uh, announced earlier in the week. Craig Pawson is the uh, referee for this Sunday's match. Uh, he oh, refereed <laughs> he refereed two of our Premier League matches last season, both were defeats. That was the uh, home game against Chelsea and also uh, away at Newcastle United. Um, he's been in charge of 14 previous Burnley games and perhaps the most memorable one was the 3-2 win at Chelsea on the opening day of the 2017-18 season when he sent off uh, two Chelsea players. Good stuff. Now, we know we know the drill, Dave. We know full well that your little stat bank has got some pearls in there. So why don't you give us your miscellaneous stat of the week? Yeah, in, we're going back to March 1957 for this one. Um, Burnley won the game. They won 2-1 uh, at Molyneux. Um, but late in the game, a pitch invader came on, um, attacked Burnley goalkeeper Colin McDonald, um, who was also apparently pelted with orange peel and apple cores from the crowd close to the end of the match. And this all stemmed from a, a disputed first-half Burnley goal. Uh, Wolves didn't like it. I don't think they'd lost at Molyneux for a while. Uh, Burnley beat them. There was a controversial goal and the fans didn't uh, didn't like it very much. Wow. Orange peel and apple cores. Apparently so. At least they were on brand, firing orange things <laughs> at the Burnley players. Probably sure what else we can say about that. Um, good stuff, Dave. I mean, there's all sorts of pearls in there. I'm sure our listeners will have some great enjoyment of those as they are uh, making their way to the ground. <laughs> It's about time that we met our opposition, don't you? And this week we spoke to the Wolves fan site. So when did I become a Wolves fan? Uh, obviously from birth. It was my dad that got me into it. I remember having this vague memory of being about five or six and I think, or maybe a bit younger, I think it was just after Italian 90 and I had an England shirt. And I remember being, as a kid, always saying I was an England fan. And obviously from that, my dad decided that I'd be a Wolves fan instead. Um, and I, just remember, I remember going to a game, I hope my first game with my uncle and my dad, and I can't find the record of this game at all. All I remember is that we lost 1-0, and for some reason my memory said it was Scunthorpe, but I know obviously it wasn't that uh, that team. I've looked on Wikipedia, I've tried to find what game it was around the time, but I can't find it. But yeah, Wolves fan since birth, and thanks to my dad. I mean, memory-wise, for a Burnley game, it's going to sound really bad, but I don't really remember. You know, I, I know I've I remember Burnley more in recent years um, with your rise under Sean Dyche and getting to the Premier League. Um, but that's it, really. I think we, we try and be as respectful as we can. 
I didn't really notice of Burnley growing up or recent years because you weren't, you know, really a big team at the time. Um, it's only obviously when you did so successful in the Championship and now you go a bit in the Premier League and now you've become an established team. You've really become a team for other fans to notice. So no disrespect there, but um, Burnley weren't a team that I could, uh, just of earliest memory, it's not um, one I can think of. So for signings, the one that probably sticks out for me is Patrick Catroni from AC Milan. Wolves were in desperate need of getting another striker uh, this summer. We've got Jimenez and Jota up front, but then there was no way to really rest one of those players. Or if one of them had, you know, God forbid, gets injured, then there was no real backup to them. Uh, We've got someone, Leo Bonatini, who's still on the books, but Wolves have been just trying to get rid of him through loans, etc. And I think he's still at the club at the moment. But Catroni, really highly rated, 21-year-old, uh, to the point that AC Milan, and I don't think, well, don't think Pat Catroni really wanted to leave AC Milan. Um, but it looks like a very impressive signing. Um, he hasn't scored a goal as yet, but hopefully, fingers crossed on Sunday, he will net that first goal for us. Very much a fox-in-the-box type of player. He's kind of different player that we needed to maybe change up for different games. He's a kind of player who will kind of stick in that box. There's been a lot of times this season where we've... Um, played against teams who have really defended deep and we've struggled against that struggle to break them down. And what we found is by doing that, we've not really had that many players in the box to stick around for those chances. I think the expectation with Katrani is, yes, he's a different kind of player, so we can change up our play. But also he is that type of player that if we do play teams who perhaps at home defend deep against us, he will be someone who will cause some issues in the box. In terms of Burnley players, I've always liked Ashley Barnes. I think he's just that type of striker that gets in your face and gets the goals. In, you know, he looks like a type of player who you wouldn't expect to get many goals this season, but he's he's very much a Sean Dyche, you know, stereotypical kind of player. Really gets in your face and gets the goals you need to as well. Vidra as well, who was always so good in the championship as well. He's someone who can just throw up a late goal, throw up that kind of surprising goal uh, when you need it. And I think, you know, it's... Sean Dyche always seems to build these very physical, hard-working teams. And it's never an easy game when you play Burnley. I finished for both teams. I think realistically, if Wolves are to hopefully progress to the group stage of the Europa League, I think that will be more so the priority for the club this season, just because of the exposure uh, for foes and our owners, and well, well, really in Europe. Uh, but. Realistically, I think if you were to set, if Wolves if you were to offer Wolves fans a decent run in the Europa League, and tenth, I think Wolves fans would accept accept it. I think we've got to be realistic in terms of our other cup competitions, and um, the how the many games will affect us on that part as well. Uh, but I think a top ten finish is still realistic. A lot of people are saying we could push and finally break the top six this season, like Everton, Leicester. But I think again, if Wolves were to finish ninth or tenth. I don't think you'll find many fans who begrudge that. Burnley-wise, we were talking about this on our podcast the other day. As much as we like Sean Dyche, I know you're not going to like hearing this, but we do think that perhaps the end is nigh for a bit with Burnley now. Just given the fact that I think I know you spent in the summer, but I think you made, from what I read, an ultimately a net loss of half a million. So you only really spent about eight million. Is that enough these days to keep you in the Premier League. I mean, you've done so well recent years. Obviously, you came fifth a couple of years ago. But honestly, I know you're not going to like hearing it, but I think it's going to be bottom three for you this year and it's time to go back to the Championship. Sorry. Well, 
I'm not really sure that that can be seen as a friend of the show, do you? <laughs> Bottom three. I think that's a bit harsh, considering that we've been talking all season about just how well we've been doing. Um, and also, Wolves fan cast, we didn't finish fifth at all. I'm pretty sure Burnley haven't yet broken into the top six. We finished seventh. So read into that what you will, listeners. I think on both counts, uh, we strongly disagree with our friends, in inverted commas, from Wolverhampton. So wrapping up this week, I think it's about time that we looked at the None Never Fantasy Football League. Um, those of you who have joined there, we do know that um, will know. Sorry that we have been entering our listeners into a into a league, and, and we've been trying to keep an eye this season on how everybody's doing. Um, week two is now over and done with, with um, the top player of the. Um, whole fact well I guess the, the, the top player full stop was um who was it? it was Norwich's Pookie who is sitting on 17 points from week two so he is the overall star player but we're not interested in that Dave tell us what's going on in the Nona Never League uh, well yeah in our league it's all changed at the top we mentioned last week the three players who had the most points in the first uh, game week's matches we've got three different players to mention this week um, we've got in first place uh, team name is TTRRD, which either stands for thing very witty or very rude. Uh, I'm not going to guess which. Um, as a, t- a combined total of 151 points uh, for the two game weeks combined. That's Tom Mitchum uh, managing that team. Uh, in second place, we've got, actually got two players, two managers in joint second place uh, with 147 points. Uh, that's Duo Deitch, uh, Adam Dennett. And Deitch, Deitch Baby, that's Dan Barnes. So a couple of uh, Sean Deitch puns after uh, having three Ben Mee puns for last week's team names. There seems to be a a theme here with the team names that uh, people (laughs) have chosen. Um, And in terms of the the week, for for week two, uh, John Suckliff's Subculture FC picked up the most points in week two. That's uh, an impressive 70 points. Excellent. I don't know if I'm just being completely docile here but I'm, I'm looking at TTRRD's hand and I don't know what you're trying to say obviously I'm not going to get you to say it on the family friendly show that is the known and ever podcast but I'm missing that acronym I don't know what that stands for I have for, no so idea what it stands for that's what that's what I'm saying I don't know whether it's something witty oh. or something rude it could could be either couldn't it ah. oh, maybe okay. Tom Mitchum well, can listen. tweet us and, uh, and tell us Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking, Dave. Good effort. Tom Mitchum, if you are listening to this, can you please tweet us and let us know what your um, fantasy football team name stands for? I would love to know. Um, so what about the Premier League's dream team, Dave? Any any Burnley players in there this week? Well, we had two last week, didn't we? We had um, uh, Ashley Barnes and Eric Peters made it into the, uh, the game week one team of the week. Uh, for week two, we don't have any Burnley players in there. Um, but looking at the uh, players overall across the two weeks, Ashley Barnes is the highest uh, overall score of the Burnley players. Uh, he obviously scored his third goal in two matches. Uh, he's got 18 points. And looking at the most popular player, uh, that's Nick Pope. Um, he's been selected by an impressive 8.4% of all managers who've entered this season. So that's nearly uh, nearly one in 10 have got Nick Pope in their uh, in their squad. Excellent. I do like to hear that. Just can jinx him now for the rest of the season. Um, in terms of the performance of Team No Never, um, there are 
156 players in our league, and I am currently sat in 155th place. Well, I got, you know, I got 37 points last week. That's not too bad. And bearing in mind, I missed the first week because I was a little bit late getting my team in. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that. Um, Dave, I'm not entirely sure you're much higher, are you? <laughs> I'm not much further ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I'm still getting used to it. I didn't even realise to begin with you could actually have a captain. I think it automatically allocated my captain for the first week, and it was Chris Wood. So uh, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm getting used to this. I'll, I'll improve as time goes on, I'm sure. Uh, do you know what? I didn't even know you could have a captain either, and I've definitely not done that. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I'm just having a look through the top 30 now, and it looks like the highest place of Team No Never is Richard Steele, who also has a Ben Me handle called Count On Me, and he's in 45th place with um, an overall point total of 121 so Richard Steele who was on the main show this week um is is currently heading up known and ever so we'll continue to track progress in the fantasy football league throughout the season we'll see who's leading the race to the top and that ultimate glory of being our overall winner so please do I think obviously as the weeks go on it's going to get a little um trickier to try and keep up with the leading pack but I think certainly for the first for the first three weeks if you do want to jump in then keep an eye out on our social media you'll find the code on there and you can jump in finally um to end our match preview show we do have a quick quiz question it's going to test your knowledge of burnley and this week's opposition now the quiz questions are either going to relate to something we've mentioned during the show or it's going to be something that you can discover on the burnley stats page which is at dave uh, it's bit that's b-i-t dot l-y forward slash Burnley stats that's all lowercase so that's just a little short link to get you through that page and there's loads of Burnley stats information there if people want to have a look at it and interestingly talking about stats which I'll mention briefly you spoke in the main show about Burnley's shots they had compared to Arsenal's so I've pulled some information together maybe put this in the show notes Um, in terms of comparing shots it looks back at league games uh, that Burnley played since 2000-2001 so you can actually look at that data and play around with it and uh, and do some comparisons. Excellent. Good stuff. Well, let's uh, let's send them on their merry way, Dave. What is this week's listener question? OK. Uh, in February 2007, Burnley played Wolves in a match at Molyneux, which ended as a 2-1 defeat. Uh, Chris McCann scored Burnley's goal, but which two future Clarets players scored for Wolves that day? Ooh. Ooh, I'm going to have a think about that. I don't even know who they would be. Well, have a think about that, listeners, and um, let us know what your answer is. You can tweet us at Never and post on our Facebook page, and we will reveal the answer at the start of our next preview show. Well, that is all we have time for for this week's preview show, week two underway. Um, it's been a pleasure to just be here for you and and be part of your pre-match routine um godspeed to all those traveling clarets who are making their way to molyneux this weekend stay safe have a great day out and do as clarets proud we will be back next week with the main show on tuesday which will dissect the wolves game and look ahead to the international break and dave and i will be back the following week with the preview show for week four this has been the preview show Brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.